Hello everyone, and welcome to JTalk Extra Time. Uh, John Steele here to take you through the first part of a bonus uh, midweek uh, mini-pod. Uh, this is where James, uh, Mike and I are going to try and bring you up to speed with all of the main talking points from the Emperor's Cup Round 2 action. There were 29 ties played uh, on Wednesday night, June the 7th, and uh, quite a few of them had a J2 or J3 interest. So we'll, we'll cover them as best we can uh, for you in this mini-pod. First of all, um, we need to say congratulations and plaudits to JFL side Verspar Oita, who knocked out their J2 neighbours Oita Trinita with a 1-0 win at the Resonac Dome on Wednesday night. A thumping header from Makato Nakamura in the sixth minute proved to be the vital goal. But in fact, Verspar were worthy winners. They had most of the chances in the second half too. Uh, Trinita's best chance of an equaliser was denied by a brilliant goal line clearance. And uh, even that was early on in the first half. So final score, Oita Trinita nil, Verspar Oita 1. And Verspar's reward is a game against J1 opposition, Consadore Sapporo, in round 3 next month. The other J2 side playing against JFL opposition, Montedio Yamagata, avoided a potential banana skin by beating Sony Sendai 1-0 at Ende Soft Stadium. The all-important goal was scored by Wataru Tanaka in the 27th minute after Yamagata's high press won the ball back from Sony in midfield. Tanaka suddenly found himself one-on-one with the visiting goalie and passed the ball through him really and into the net. For 1-0. So at final score, Montedio Yamagata 1, Sony Sendai 0. Yamagata will host the Asian champions and J1 giants Urawa Reds in round 3. There were plenty of all J2 clashes in round 2 of the Emperor's Cup as well, including Akita against Tochigi at Soyu Stadium, and Tochigi won this game 2-1 to set up a tie against Hiroshima in the next round. Tochigi went 1-0 up in the 20th minute when Koki Oshima headed in a deep cross from Hayato Kurosaki, but Akita drew level midway through the second half when a header from a corner came back off the Tochigi crossbar and was put back across the penalty area. Ibuki Yoshida was able to head it in and make it 1-1. But with extra time looming, Tochigi found a superb winner through Ryo Nemoto. He scored with about five minutes left, lashing a dipping shot over the Akita goalkeeper Genki Yamada from the edge of the uh, penalty area. And uh, yeah, I think we can, uh, you know, we talked about the sort of relative health of the Emperor's Cup a lot in recent years, but only 674 um, spectators at Soyu Stadium for this one. If that's not a sign that the Emperor's Cup needs to make changes, well, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. But the final score was Akita 1, uh, Tochigi 2. At Pokari Sweat Stadium, Tokushima Vortis just about squeezed past Iwaki, winning 2-1 after extra time. This was an end-to-end game with plenty of chances, but no goals until the third minute of second half stoppage time. And it was Iwaki who thought they'd won it when Ryo Endo headed in a corner, something he's made a habit of doing in J2 this year as well. But Iwaki's celebrations were a little bit premature as Tokushima incredibly equalised in the 95th minute. The ball ended up bobbling around the Iwaki penalty area and rookie forward Akito Tanahashi was able to sweep it into the net from about 12 yards. So the game went into extra time 
and with just five minutes left until the penalty shootout, Tokushima won it with a superb goal from Kanta Chiba. In the 115th minute, the ball was cleared to the edge of the Iwaki box, and Chiba sent a, a very, very well-taken half-volley into the roof of the net. A magnificent goal to make it Tokushima 2, Iwaki 1 after extra time, and Tokushima will go on to host J1 strugglers Kashiwa Reisol in round 3. At Nishigaoka Stadium, Tokyo Verdi came from behind to beat Gunma 2-1. The visitors went in front thanks to an own goal in the 36th minute in this one. A free kick to the far post uh, hit a Verdi player on the head and ended up going in. But it was 1-1 at the break, with Verdi equalising just before half-time. Rookie forward Gorki Yamada flicking the ball in at close range after a long ball was knocked down to him on the penalty spot. After that, Verdi seemed the team that was more likely to win it in the second half. They went close with a header that hit the face of the crossbar, but they did grab a vital second goal in the 83rd minute, and this was thanks to a cameo from their rarely seen Indonesian right-back uh, Arhan. His long throw into the Gunma six-yard box was headed past his own goalkeeper by a Gunma defender to make the final score Tokyo Verdi 2, Gunma 1. And that means that Verdi uh, have a game against their city rivals FC Tokyo, a Tokyo derby to look forward to at Ajinomoto Stadium in round 3. Okay, I'm going to go for a lie down in a darkened room now, but after a quick hit of music, James Taylor has some more of the all-J2 ties uh, from the Empress Cup in midweek. And after that, yeah, Magic Mike Innes um, has the, the Empress Cup analysis from a J3 angle in J Talk Short Corner. So please stay tuned. Uh, here comes James. J Talk Extra Time. Thanks, John. James Taylor here with five more all-J2 clashes from Wednesday night, starting with a thriller in Kanazawa between Zuegen and Machida Zelvia. A frantic start saw chances at both ends, but it was the home side who took the lead midway through the first half, Yohei Toyoda powering in a header at the near post from Akita Fujimura corner, the first Toyocopter takeoff of the season. Machida scored twice before half-time, though, through Rinji Matsui header and a goal from Atsushi Kurokawa. Kanazawa had a golden opportunity to level the scores from the penalty spot 10 minutes after the break, but William Pope got down to his left to save Masamichi Hayashi's attempt. Then, in the 79th minute, an acrobatic finish from Yuki Nakashima extended Machida's lead. A first professional goal for Yuto Nagamine got Kanazawa to within a goal in the 88th minute, and the game finished as it started, frantically, as Kyohei Sugiura twice went close with headers and Taiga-son hit the bar for Kanazawa in stoppage time but it ended 3-2 to Machida, who will face Yokohama F. Marinos in the third round. Omiya Ardija won for the first time in two months away to Jeff United. Seiya Nakano got the only goal of the game, converting a deep cross from the left five minutes into the second half. Omiya will face Cerezo Osaka in the next round. Jeff lose to J2 opposition in the second round for the second year in a row. J2 strugglers Mito Hollyhock and Renofa Yamaguchi met again, and this time, Mito gained revenge for their 1-0 loss in the league two weeks ago and their extra-time loss to the same opponent at this stage of the competition last year. An 88th-minute Shoji Toyama goal, giving them a 1-0 win to set up a tie against Kawasaki Frontale. Vegata Sendai also won 1-0 at home to Fujieda Mai FC. The goal came on the stroke of half-time. A free kick from deep on the left was flicked on and Masato Nakayama got away from his marker to head over the keeper and in off the underside of the crossbar. Sendai will play Nagoya Grampus in the third round. And lastly, there was a 1-0 win for holders Vanfrey Kofu away to Vivar and Nagasaki, thanks to an early own goal by Nagasaki striker Edigar Jr. 
Kofu put out quite a strong starting 11 for this one, so it looks like they're aiming to defend their 2022 triumph as fiercely as possible. Next, they'll face Kashima Antlers, who they beat in the semi-final last year. Now before Mike fills you in on how the J3 teams got on in the cup, there's just time for a quick look ahead to the weekend's J2 league fixtures, all of which are being played on Sunday the 11th. Sendai and Iwata kick things off at 5 past 1, then there are three games at 2 o'clock. Akita against Kanazawa, Inform Yamagata against Loli Iwaki, and leaders Machida versus fourth place Nagasaki. There are three games at 4 o'clock, Mito v Jeff United, Kofu v Yamaguchi, and Tokushima against Tochigi. That's 18th against 16th. Two games kick off at 6pm, Gumma versus Oita, and Omiya versus Fujieda. And to round things out, at 7 o'clock, Okayama welcome Tokyo Verdi, and Kumamoto take on Shimizu. That's all from me. Now here's Mike with JTalk Short Corner. JTalk Extra Time. Hello everyone and welcome to JTalk Short Corner, the mini pod that keeps you up to date with events in J3 of the J-League. I'm your host, Mike Innes, and in this episode I'll be looking back on the midweek J3-related Emperor's Cup second round ties, as well as previewing the J3 round 13 fixtures coming up this weekend. There were eight Emperor's Cup ties with J3 interest played on Wednesday the 7th of June and two resulted in victories, giant killings, which see third tier teams go through to the third round. FC Gifu got the better of Shimizu Espulse at Nihon Daira, taking the lead with 15 minutes to go through Yuya Taguchi, only for Carlinhos Jr. to level things up seven minutes later. Ryoma Kita, a bit-part player for the J3 side in the league this season, scored what turned out to be the winner late in the first period of extra time. Final score, Shimizu 1, Gifu 2, this as Gifu fans tweeted to poke fun at S-Pulse coach Tadahiro Akiba, is football. And J3 leaders Katane Toyama went to out-of-form J1 side Kyoto Sanga and triumphed on penalties. Overlooked striker Yohei Ono gave Katane the lead on two occasions, the first time pegged back by Sanga's former J3 defender Henry Osamu Iyoha, the second in injury time at the end of the game by veteran striker Patrick. After a goalless extra time, young keeper Tomoki Tagawa emerged as the shootout hero for a final score of Kyoto 2, Toyama 2, Katane winning 10-9 on penalties. Elsewhere, Gidamansuki Takushu were trailing to two goals from Fajiano Okayama's Solomon Sakuragawa before youngster Ryuki Hirahara pulled one back with 12 minutes to go. A poacher's goal following a nice team move, but it ended Okayama 2, Kitakushu 1. Ryo Shiyohama is the bright spot in Fukushima United's season so far, and the rookie gave his side the lead in the 12th minute of the tie at an echoing Ajinomoto Stadium against FC Tokyo. The home side quickly drew level and were 2-1 up by half-time. Kaito Yamamoto so bamboozled by Adailton's penalty routine he could barely stay on his feet, a further goal after the break gave a final score of Tokyo 3, Fukushima 1. 
FC Imabani put on a decent showing at Vispa Fukuoka, but conceded twice in the second half for a final score of Fukuoka 2, Imabari 0. Kamatamani Senoki conceded early, were two down at half-time and in the second period weren't able to claw their way back into the match at Jubilo Iwata. Final score also Iwata 2, Senoki 0. Conceding five in their league game at the weekend wasn't the best preparation for playing the famously gung-ho Hokkaido Consadori Sapporo, but SC Sagamihara did at least keep it to nil-nil at half-time. Consadori then went on to ease past their struggling opponents in the second half. Final score, Sapporo 3, Sagamihara 0. Finally, Tegavajano Miyazaki travelled across Kyushu to take on Sagan Tos at the real estate agent in front of the station stadium. It was 1-1 at half-time, the home side taking a 34th minute lead only for Harumi Minamino to equalise within a couple of minutes. Sagan accelerated away with it in the second half, although two goals in injury time does give an inflated look to a final score of Tosu 5, Miyazaki 1. Looking ahead, there are further second round ties with J3 interest next Wednesday, the 14th of June, when AC Nagano Parseiro take on Vissel Corbe. And on the 21st of June, when Iwate Guruja Morioka meet Yokohama FC and FC Ryukyu go to Roasso Kumamoto. They'll all be hoping to join Toyama and Gifu in the third round, which takes place on Wednesday the 12th of July, when Katare host Albinex Niigata and Gifu go to Avispa Fukuoka. Just time now to jump back to the league and take a quick look ahead to the round 13 fixtures over the weekend when there are two games on Saturday the 10th of June. Inform YSCC are at home to third placed Ehime and second placed Kagoshima play host to Hachinohe. Then on Sunday the 11th, Toyama have another good chance to pick up points. They have a home game against Totori. Can Nana return to winning ways at bottom place Kitakyushu? Nagano have the opportunity to turn things around with a home game against Ryukyu. Two teams on the edge of the promotion race meet at Imabari, where the visitors are Matsumoto. Iwate make the trip to Senaki. Improving Gifu go to Numazu. And finally, big home matches for struggling Fukushima against Osaka and for Sagamihara against Miyazaki. With all the week's business seen to then, that's it for this mini-pod. All that remains is for me to say, thanks for listening, enjoy your football, and see you next time. Bye for now.